The following show will contain spoilers, but trust us, you'll want to hear about it anyway. Christ! We're not hunting him! He's hunting us! Welcome to Subversive Cinema. I have known you since you were a kid, Ricky. Ever since you were seven and eight years old, you've shown superhuman strength. Disrespectful conduct, flippant and tasteless verbal remarks. No, no, I'm afraid that they wouldn't approve of that at all. Welcome back, everybody. It's me, Art, with Subversive Cinema. We are back for season three. It is incredible for me to think about that. I'm here to be your Sherpa to the strange, purveyor the peculiar, and wrangler of the weird. And today we have a, a wonderful piece from 1987 directed by David A. Pryor. It's called Deadly Prey, and I would say that if an independent film could have a penis this would be the penis. It is just so goddamn manly. And to talk about it, have fellow podcaster, new to the show, Cam. How are you doing, Cam? Thank you so much for being on here. And uh, I know everyone typically likes to go no pants if it's on Zoom, but I I'm just going loincloth only at this point. If you did anything more, I would be offended because... <laughs> <laughs> After all, this movie, it's a story about, about survival grenades jean shorts and abs. abs and of course yeah. how can we forget this <laughs> just so much shouting <laughs> oh wait oh yeah two different bitch slappings uh, and torture 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 this would make jack bauer tense up saying jesus <laughs> Yeah, good old Jack would be like, well, you're not going to get anything out of him that way. We didn't even do anything to him. We might as well have just poked him with a paperclip and he's going to go. <laughs> I've seen more brutal shit on MacGyver. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, you know, the Abercrombie and Fitch of war <laughs> movies here. I mean, uh, it, so uh, let, before we get into this whole thing. So again, Deadly Prey, 1987. Had you ever heard of this film, Cam? All the time, I it, this is going to sound ridiculous. So I had seen all the clips, the best of and everything. I had seen plenty of other shit that David A. Pryor had done, how he was like a trashy, beloved filmmaker. He just would make all these movies with his sons and his brother in this case. And <laughs> I just finally saw the whole thing and uh, I was in heaven. I'm like, okay, so this is Discount Commando. Love it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Excellent. I'm glad. <laughs> Came out the same year as The Running Man, but... Uh, here's the question do you remember the running man or do you remember this <laughs> oh well i think this is definitely going to be the one that i remember from here on out that's for <laughs> i mean look how can you forget it when it stars as our protagonist mike danton ted Pryor, who was 1984's playgirls man of the month yeah baby i mean you can't beat that you have veteran acting troy donahue hopping in for like three scenes playing this mysterious man in a suit who's running the whole thing behind you know the puppeteer and then you got the evil <laughs> colonel john hogan played by david campbell yep oh wait but you're forgetting cam mitchell and this time he's not standing at a desk barking orders as a police chief he's actually <laughs> going out he does Instead, like he's a, standing up and and standing up but what's so weird is he does a lot of things and yet he never raises a weapon and at the same time, I'm almost expecting him to, I don't know, kind of sneak in a Bill Shatner Kurt chop like to the throat or some shit. But no, he just he just is angry and then he's just less intense. But he's never he always has the same gaze in every moment. 
it's funny that you would mention the the Kirk chop because I felt there was one scene where yeah, like, yeah, definitely much where he does like the backhand, the back fist maneuver, except instead oh, of you yeah. know two hands together, he just does one, bam, and bam. it's like when he's trolling around. I think the military base, which clearly has the worst security I've ever seen. Honestly, everybody in this movie, all the bad guys, all the mercs, they're just asking to be killed because they are all just the biggest bumblefucks I've ever seen. I've just <laughs> never seen worse training in my life than in oh, this Oh, yes. Oh, man. So were you familiar with any of the other junk by AIP, like American International Pictures? <laughs> no, but I don't think so. Is that the prior work for them or is this a totally separate thing? It was his studio, mm -hmm. but... Uh, you, I know you're a Mr. Science Theater viewer, so you've already seen some of their one of their gems that is Space Mutiny. <laughs> oh, Space fucking Mutiny, yes. Okay, I didn't realize who had done it. Now, I, okay, yes, they they've they... done all these kinds of just drive-in local cinema, straight to video movies. I don't know if any of them ever showed on HBO or Showtime, but I'm sure some of them eventually did. <laughs> they had to have been at least at one staple on Joe Bob or upn late night so but it is just funny how like you say it's just it's very trashy and delightful and even though it's very repetitive it doesn't get boring if that makes sense like absolutely i mean it clips along at a brisk 85 minutes <laughs> and I, I tell you what it it just moves it, it's very simple it's straight to the fucking point and i like that they filmed it in their backyard and yet the cheapness was kind of done with love question mark maybe Don't yeah which me. is it's funny because i i we'll get to this but i have issues with some of the 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 geography and what exactly is going on here but <laughs> yeah. you know we'll 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 talk about that subversive <laughs> yes exactly well it certainly subverted my expectations so as everybody who is listening to the show knows, and if you are new to the show, first of all, thank you for tuning in. Secondly, what we do here is we try to break down the subversive sauce for all these movies, these weird, wacky, and downright wrong entries in cinema. And how do we do that? Well, we look at three factors. We look at character, story, and what the fuck. So <laughs> let's go ahead and start with the simple one of characters. So Cam, what character or characters stood out to you and why? Oh, man. It's not a character, but definitely uh, the chairs that are being leaned on <laughs> are being stomped on or broken. Maybe the logs, not the guns per se, but definitely the copters that are getting just way too close to said gun. Just, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, to answer your question, it's it's got to be definitely the pecs in this. Oh, <laughs> God, yes. Everyone, like you say, just came off a men's uh, magazine or Sports Illustrated shoot and just happened to be cast on that day i think yeah. <laughs> it's definitely physique on on display left and right everywhere you look and i remember that when i was first watching this everything seemed par for the course i mean you know th these mercs they're kind of i don't know it, they were just you know sort of slack ass to begin with and then we're introduced to this wonderful triplet of guys who are just coming to <laughs> enlist and <laughs> And I have to say that I really love the enlistment process. I mean, look, how can you go wrong with a questionnaire uh, such as this? You'll address me as Colonel Hogan, nothing else. Why do you want to be a part of this outfit? I like the money. What about you? The money? The same. And you? I'm here for the fun. 
Okay. Sorry. Quadruplet. There was a quadruplet of men there. But uh, I, I just love that. that. That's about as far as it goes, is they say, so why are you here? How, uh, how'd you hear about us? Did you see us online? Or did you hear about it word of mouth? Was it the penny saver? Great. And here, go ahead, talk to this woman who's wearing high shorts and a tight cutoff shirt, and she'll take you to your camp. <laughs> and all those henchmen sound like they're the exact same ADR. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm pretty different. sure they had one guy just doing it. It was probably David. He's like, can I stop breathing into the mic already? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So... That's fantastic. But they never got out of this. They always had kind of that kill or be killed kind of fight to the death kind of mentality about them. They do a bunch of other Vietnam movies. They've done a hard case in fist, which I swear is not a porno. They've done born killer, <laughs> the final sanction maximum breakout where like a movie star must go rescue his girlfriend from like South America and raw justice. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. I, I, I deadly praise kind of like their King and, They've worked so much with, they even did the Lost Platoon, which was, I kid you not, Platoon meets the Lost Boys. And, oh no. Wow. And they, they have, they've done so many of these with Robert Zadar. And so it's a shame oh, that they yes. didn't meet him then because this could have used some of the Samurai Cop star. Hell yes. Hell yes. There's actually a duo that stood out, which is leading me to the one thing I want to talk about, the geography, which is this particular duo stood out to me because they fit into this movie, but they also stuck out. And it is <laughs> these two gentlemen who find Danton sleeping on the ground. Now, hold on, boy. Don't go jumping up all half cock. Just lower that knife down real slow, like. I believe the dude well says. Now, why don't you get up and go before I get a mind to fill your behind full of bird shot? Go on, get. Where the fuck did this movie suddenly go? This is 75 miles southeast of Los Angeles. This is like, I, I, this is, my God. I mean, look, I live here. This is, this, they're talking about this is like taking place in like Temecula. This is wine country, all right? There isn't mm. anybody suddenly from like the south of the Mason-Dixon line here. So these two guys, they're just these fantastical if I had to say anything in this movie that just didn't make any sense, it's these two guys. And that says a lot for a movie like this. No, rule me this. Uh, so I saw this back to back with the sequel. Which I need, I just found out there's a sequel, so I clearly need to do that one, like in a future season. The sequel is very much like uh, Samurai Cop 2, where it's embracing all the stupidity and it acknowledging what a camp classic the original was. And yes. even when it's just way too schlocking over the top, you still, I was losing control of all the gory gags. <laughs> <laughs> so real me this, does he say this in the first one? Yeah, I know he says it in the second one. He says, I've killed more people than cancer. No, not in this one. Okay. Well, so, so there you go. It's like, uh, this is Ted Pryor is just, having more fun just being straight face and yet still looking at everyone like they're they're a weirdo here he's pretty much the weird one here i feel that is the lead where he is just trying to out weird everyone else is like maybe i'll just insert another flex or whatever i don't and like you said you mentioned some trivia like how he was actually eating the actual worms is like yes seeing that signifies nothing to the movie you take it out it changes nothing the narrative and yet that's dedication my dude <laughs> dude seriously like there was i mean they they took their time to make that sequence almost a minute a minute and a half long where you actually see him spit cleaning the worm because <laughs> if he's gonna eat it 
he's going to eat a clean fucking worm. He's not just going to have some grungy dirt worm. (laughs) This is like, I guess this was his brother saying, Ted, Teddy, this will be your moment. That golden globe is all over this for you, sir. And I guess he fucking went with it, man. He was trying to be De Niro or something here. (laughs) But I'll tell you what. See, I read that fact before I saw the movie. So when I saw the line of the fact, the trivia, the, the mouse that he eats was bought at a pet store. And then when we see the mouse sitting on the ground, all of a sudden I start getting nervous. I was like, fuck, this is going to be Cannibal Holocaust all over again. Yeah, unfortunately not. But it's nope, not... nope, nope. Cut away. And then he was just <laughs> eating beef jerky off of a stick. But <laughs> yeah, it, the rip track does a good job of also joking is like, I just want to ask the filmmakers, are they or are they not misogynist during the second bitch slap? And I don't <laughs> think they are. Because like you say, is like it is done with love. It's over the top without feeling like a very overdone exploitation like it isn't like some roger corman movie where you're like okay i know i know where you're going for but that's still it's a little too much blurring the line between b movie and you know x-rated yeah (laughs) here like you say you of of all the messed up movies lists that we've seen it it, it's it wouldn't be a video nasty by any means even with all the experience everything you've seen worse in on say sesame street (laughs) oh that's for sure that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) any other characters that come to mind you gotta love the colonel and like you say uh troy donahue there's a godfather 2 veteran and much like oliver reed he he stopped giving a shit after like 1975 and just starring in anything (laughs) that moved but yeah uh so uh, good. You're pleased to know uh, this villain comes back in the sequel. That's how <laughs> you got to see it to believe it. And, okay, I'll tell you yeah. what. I mean, I've I always give the spoiler warning, so we could talk about it freely. The biggest thing I'm curious about is how is it that the fucking lieutenant whose arm he cut off, then beat with said arm, and then scalped. Is playing the same fucking character in the sequel. It's just—it's <laughs> got to be epic. I mean, he has to be like an, a fucking Bond villain, where he's got like his arm tucked into his shirt and he's got like a bald cap <laughs> on or something. Uh, basically, uh, his dick still works, so he's still going around with a hot assistant and basically telling his men to go kill while he screws someone off screen. And at the end, they end it the exact same way, where someone his main henchman gets loses an arm and then gets bitch slapped with his missing ah. arm. And so, yeah, it, it, it didn't take it seriously. It works because it never worked to begin with. So there's nothing to wreck, so to speak. <laughs> you know? Oh yes. It would be like if you did the room too, and then had, yeah, Johnny is a ghost in human form or some shit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of would love to see. But... I so would see that. <laughs> Instead, we just get to settle for best fiends. So or friends, right. however you want to call it. It's always, mm-hmm. it's always eluded me when they put the parentheses around the R. So totally. Uh, he, he's interesting though. Cause like, unlike what you're saying earlier, like a James Bond villain where they got to make the looniness kind of work even though it's not really working or be like a Rambo villain where they're trying to upstage Stallone here. <laughs> they all seem comfortable just hogging scenery without making each other feel unwelcome, if that makes sense. And I I just like the villain because he's just having fun just doing the whole, you damn near son of a bitch, you better, you better go get him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking, uh, I have to say here, speaking of the lieutenant, uh, uh, Hogan. Do ranks even matter in this damn movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, they don't really. It's just, it, honestly, <laughs> they just do it as like a or Colonel Colonel Hogan. God, Colonel it, twice it, removed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, he, he just fucking he just fucking stitched on some stripes and then he just made up a fucking rank. He, He's he, Oliver North 2.0. He's the guy with the really long-barreled twenty-two revolver. That's all that matters. So it was taught acting by Barry Corbin's nephew. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I, I do love how we get there's there's a couple of moments of just shoehorned in exposition, and I love his where he talks about why he is who he is and why he's doing what he's doing. Yes, bastards, stupid dumb bastards. I gave them 10 years of my life. I tried to show them how to create the most perfect killers ever. They wouldn't listen. They said I was crazy. The war is fucking crazy. It worked. My methods worked. He's living proof that my methods worked. What do I get for it? Booted out of the army, my walking papers, a lousy $600 a month pension. Stupid bastard. $600 a month is more than anyone else is making. Shut up. I was going to say, dude, you're you're doing all right. You have no idea in this economy, so. (laughs) Okay. So we got got leaning in. Bastard. We have plenty of good characters. There's lots of good stuff happening here. So let's talk about the next section here. Let's talk about the story. So, Cam, did the story make sense to you? And did it work? Ooh, good question. Yes, it works. <laughs> but does it, it, it work does for the, the job. right reason? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's a trashy movie made by a bunch of friends, but they're all having fun together and you don't feel entirely left out despite some of the transitions but yeah it I, i'm not sure that it even knows that what a deadliest game ever played clone it really is i think it's just <laughs> going back to classic theater giving what uh bastard childs of shakespeare they're trying to be in their monologues so yeah yes <laughs> but do you think this is a south park origin story just bastards you bastards oh my god <laughs> i i just love it i love it so much it's magnetic. <laughs> the relationships between people in this movie—it's a thing of—it's a thing of beauty. And it's a thing of horror at the same time. It's just like—I mean, I know that. It, it, look, hey, they—they they wrote this with as much dimension as as a sheet of cardboard, and it's just as fun. <laughs> and you know, it's—it's it's not here for high art and you know deep thought and philosophical rumination it is exactly what it is that's why it's the penis of you know indie film oh yeah which it's just it's just huge (laughs) it's this manly meat just hanging there just like uh, we're here to be awesome (laughs) i'll tell you what a lot of the story i i yes it apes from a lot of shit it's clearly got echoes of rambo commando all this stuff the thing i i love about it and I've, i've never get tired of the old formula of they fucked with the wrong guy. Yes. I never get tired of that. So when the movie started and we see these guys chasing down this random, you know, banker, whoever the fuck he is, you know, through the woods, two thoughts crossed my mind. This is not an actual paramilitary group. This is just a group of like rich white dudes who like to hunt people. 
Yeah. But then I saw them dressed pretty shitty, and but then I also thought maybe they are because they're holding their guns at their hip. Like I've never known any person with military training to do that, and and they also are all terrible shots. They can't yeah. even shoot this big dude who's just lollygagging through the woods. Finally get him. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not quite sure what's happening yet because the poster has this ripped blonde dude, and here's a fat dude who just got shot, and then you got these yokels. And then we're introduced to Dalton, who's, you know, getting into a weird, sexy pillow fight with his wife, and he's going to be late for work. He goes to take the trash out because that's what you do. Taking out the trash, yeah! <laughs> not figuratively, but yeah, I'm taking out the trash. Exactly. It's like how, what, as, as they would say, it's like, what can I use? What can I grip flex? This is a good thing. Trash bags is a good grip flex for me to show off these buys and tries. I almost felt like that was an afterthought, even like with the rape uh, mention and just even the Colonel being dismissed is like, we need star power. We need to make a tasteless remark is like, well, an actress doesn't want to take her clothes off. So, uh, and we're getting sick of seeing Ted's and his ego flexing. So, um, just take out the fucking trash because we dishes just sounds lame. Just take take out the trash. <laughs> exactly, and we you know we need a viable reason to get him onto the street, be so. kidnapped and put into the game. Exactly. <laughs> so you know he gets he gets taken into the free candy van and then taken away. Taken. And, and he's oh, you're about to be taken. Yeah. <laughs> there he was. But unfortunately for them, he has a very particular set of skills. A so, particular set of flex. <laughs> exactly. I have a particular set of flex. And so he gets snagged up from the San Fernando Valley and he's taken. And then he just wreaks havoc on people. But again, it's not like you have to really be that skilled to take these guys out because they have piss poor security at the base and he is clearly overqualified for all these underqualified dudes. But you know what? I don't care. I don't care. For me, it works. It works perfectly. Though, it's funny because I just freeze-framed on a shot of them putting him into a van. And one of the guys, even though this is 1987, he's rocking it like it's 1957. And he has something yeah. rolled up his sleeves like a pack of cigarettes. But it yeah. actually looks like a deck of cards. <laughs> There's that and... It's just so weird because like this does you you know it's going for serious and it could work. It's just there's a little like you say, there's those dramatic pauses, utter bizarre wardrobe and character decisions that you kind of want a little extra subtext on. It's not like Sam Rycott where you're forcing it to make sense, even though there's just none no realm of logic to go in. But it is like you say, it's just like, yeah, was he just watching beatnik movies or reading <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson and saying, how can I look cool like James Dean in a fucking car? I, I don't know. Hell if I know. But I, <laughs> I you know never know. I'll, I'll give this movie credit for where, even though they do objectify female a little bit with, uh, you know, Hogan's, you know, co-lieutenant or whatever the fuck his, his little playmate, the woman with the, the, <laughs> the cut off, cut off camo shorts. Um, oh yeah. I like that they do give... <laughs> Uh, you know, Mr. Uh, March of 1984, his due. And in his <laughs> introductory shot to the games, it's that pan up from his feet that we've seen so many times in horror films. Tarantino vision. <laughs> see this Adonis. And I love the music cue that goes with it. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? 
Dude, it's that fucking sting. Do do do. The Casio keyboard is letting out a little extra blurb. I don't know if they echoed it in post or if both of them were doing it at once. But it's great. Oh my god, I uh, I, I like it so much. I think I need to hear it one more time. <laughs> now i know where mike post got the nypd blue theme there you go or is that the rick ashley music maybe that's where he sampled it you hack you took it from ah you british son of a bitch we're gonna give your flex up um that's it that's it that's it that's done <laughs> i like what you mentioned though it is just wild how they're just setting this all up and you're not sure if they're just the proud boys or if they're just like you say just a bunch of elite guys bringing in a few blue collar guys to hunt with them in the woods they're the nephews or whatever with ar-15s it's creepy at times <laughs> just from that alone but it is just wild how it i actually don't mind the acting per se it's forced but it's not like distracting bad like star wars level annoying or trashy fun like frank zagarino or one of those other meatheads van damme levels yeah despair (laughs) no that's true i'll I'll tell you what i'll I'll, i will give ted his due in that he does what he needs to do to the exact prescription as as written (laughs) right he's too adorable to be a total badass but he's not just like unbearable to where he's like I don't know, Hayden Christensen or... Oh, God, yeah. Who's a pa- Or Twilight Levels, where you're just like, you can do whatever you want. You suck, dude. You just got no <laughs> presence. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because you do mention the acting, and this brings me... I love it. We just... We happen to find this natural dance of you mentioning something that just cues up a, a clip for me. It here. wrote itself, my dude. It just does it. I, I love that this wonderful example of of acting, as well as writing and interaction... Just after they have set the hunt for Danton, and he's already slaughtered them all. And then one <laughs> poor schlub gets to come back and tell Hogan how that went. Colonel, they've got my weapons. Kill him. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like that was an equally measured response. They had to go to the, uh, William Shatner was their instructor. Remember, the dramatic pause is all you got to offer. <laughs> well, I think it would have been like, remember, a dramatic pause <laughs> is all you have <laughs> there you go. to offer. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, followed by a gunshot and jumping over the hood of a car. Boom. <laughs> oh man! How did you like the fight scenes in this movie? Because they're you not know, static, the but they are, are fantastic. <laughs> oh. The fight scenes were so fun, and again, <laughs> it's it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much. There's which one do you pick? <laughs> Oh Jesus! Um, okay, I'm, uh, when we're talking about fight scenes, I'm going to go ahead and exclude anything that involves explosives because that is going to yeah, be, that's in cheating. my mind, reserved for the WTF <laughs> section. <laughs> but I, I just love that, it, and this is tricky because look, I feel that even though there's been a number of amazing fucking action movies from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 
because purely of our way of, of special effects, technology, filmmaking uh, as an art overall, there are just some really, really fucking difficult action scenes and fight sequences to contend with with modern cinema. Suck at the raid. Exactly. <laughs> you got this from Deadly Prey. <laughs> but exactly. But the funny thing with this is like, it's hard for me to disassociate because then when I see that you have these people who are supposed to be highly trained throwing nothing but fucking A-makers <laughs> and, and nothing but spinning back kicks, it's like, okay, none of these things are what they would actually do if they taught you how to be a, a soldier and to be a yeah. killing machine. It looked fun on film but my god it's literally just watching two kids try to fight in a schoolyard oh yeah and, but they're just ripped you know so it's basically yeah it's going if it's not going by stallone logic it's definitely by a team <laughs> james bond logic where it's like yeah it's like stuff that would literally rupture or fracture your hand or like just put your back out or i mean it, it's kind of like how on all the early 2000s uh, CSI type shows, how ah, everyone's yes. like uh, loading a shotgun, even though technically that's just jammed it. <laughs> it just Oh my it, God, don't even get me resist. started on all the, the, the introduction sequence with the credits where they just keep chambering rounds and you can yeah. see like they're, they're knocking rounds out because they're over, they're doing it more than they need to. That and yeah, they're, they're putting, there's no smoke coming out and then there's, yeah, people are just never consistent. Like, you want to talk over edits, there's continuity galore here with this. Like you say, it, it basically is just, we, we could only afford to shoot here, and now we're here at this location because we, we ran out of time at that location and someone had a farm. It was like, yeah, that, that, that's the co as continuity as it gets. And the rest is, yeah, is like, I'm just imitating uh, David Carradine on Kung Fu. I'm just making up my own shit. Now, fun fact, I did, uh, they did do a few other movies for their production company with David Carradine and even good old Joe Estevez. So if I were to remake this, I would want it definitely done with Joe, who I'm a, actually a good pal of. Oh, nice. <laughs> and just one of these other B-movie actors, yeah. just see if they could redo this and then do a sarcastic version, then do a, a meaning well, but still cheesy as fuck version, and then maybe do, I don't know, a Born Identity Take It version. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be dope as fuck, my god. Everyone's wonderful. happy. You choose five different versions of one goddamn movie. That's right, but you know what? You cover every single facet of the market, and I see nothing wrong with that plan of attack. In fact, I wish Hollywood would do that right now. <laughs> But you know what? That is a very seemingly natural transition into our final category, the WTF factor, <laughs> the what the fuck. <laughs> so what particular WTF moments stood out to you? Because this movie certainly has at least a couple. It's too easy, but you know, with all the worm eating and flexing and even the travelers who were like, oh, why aren't you wearing my, any pants? You know, it, uh, it's just so funny when he just punches the evil girlfriend gal. Yes. It's like you don't know if the actor was hesitant to punch her and they didn't weren't he's like, we only get we don't get one take. We don't gotta do it in like just now or never. And it, it, it's like you don't know how much of that is just it wasn't well rehearsed, or if it he's working it into the character, he's like, I'll never punch a woman, but you're evil. <laughs> I don't I don't know what they're thinking, but it's a bizarre pause. It both works and it kind of doesn't work, if that makes sense. It, yeah, it's a visual thing, guys. You got to actually see it. 
<laughs> well, you know, you, you certainly do have to see it, but we can always go to the tape and see how it sounds. Uh, of course you can. <laughs> I'm gonna love watching you die. Fuck you. <laughs> Vicious. And then that dreary music, like it's something out of the Terminator or Blade <laughs> Runner or something. I call that death music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Seems to be in every other 80s movie from Hard Rock Zombies to even Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have it, then why? You're not even an 80s movie. Like, what are you even trying death to do? Metal. I have to call out, obviously, what. I would say is probably what this movie is known for, at least if you go on YouTube and it would be the Mike Danton gets pissed off sequence. And it, and, but it's it's interesting because this, what the fuck also comes on the heels of what I would say is narratively a great fucking choice. So you have this, the bad Lieutenant, the big bad Lieutenant, Mr. Sunglasses. He has taken Danton's wife out to this clearing throws her on the ground, and he fucking shoots her dead. So Danton has been fighting to save his wife. He gets there just too late, sees her die, which is a great fucking choice. It's it's a solid narrative. It's clearly heading in the direction of a, you know, uh, a depressing movie. It's a little nihilistic. But then he takes out his, you know, machete, cuts off the lieutenant's arm, and then proceeds to beat the shit out of him with the sword. <laughs> Which is the WTF moment. It, had this been a legitimate straight-edge movie, uh, you know, a, a by-the-numbers blockbuster action flick, he would have just, you know, maybe smashed his face in with his fists or something. Something, right. I guess, quasi-realistic. But instead, Brad we got to ratchet it up. Yeah. Brad Pitt kicks the shit out of Nick Cage or Tom <laughs> Cruise trips uh, Travolta or some shit. I don't know. It just, exactly. It would have been exactly. overplayed. They would have played to the camera and given a giant monologue, been nominated for an overrated Oscar. <laughs> and, like, and then instead, he's like, ah, uh, chop, and then beat, beat, beat. But I love it. I love it. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, look, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like it has to have been done at some point. But this movie, off the top of my head, stands out, at least as to my current knowledge, as the earliest representation of uh, attacking someone with their own limb. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, any any other moments that pop out for you? Oh, many, but uh, probably when the other general guy, I think Troy Donahue enters, and then he just leaves as soon as that. And you're like, wait, wait, what? I thought he I thought he owns the base unless the yes, guy Mr. Suit. It? I I uh, Michelson, but I like Mr. Suit because he just shows up. He always complains. That's all he does. I'm the one funding this. Now do better. I told you to do better. I'm still funding this. Right. Dismissive, but yet oh, you're doing a good That's job. That only contributes to the story. <laughs> you know what? I think he's literally nothing more than a foil his name meant more in japan but who the fuck was going to see this in japan <laughs> <laughs> i think they just had it purely so that cameron mitchell could have one moment in the sun where he he speaks on behalf of the every man <laughs> who am i a little man who spent 27 years of his life as a cop trying to put big shots like you away 27 years in the filth and the dirt of the street there ain't no music down there 
You watch the people in the streets killing, raping each other, pumping dope through their veins while big men like you sit in the fancy penthouses and death the poor slob rotten hell. I know about you. As long as it puts money in your pocket. Today, the nobodies who made you rich are gonna win. Die, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it almost sounded part Serpico, part Ronald Reagan, fear-mongering. <laughs> what the hell was he going for? At first, he was found in, like, propaganda, and then he's like, but everything is a lie, lie! <laughs> Sterling Green is real! Ah! <laughs> I'm melting! Kill the drug dealers who are actually terrorists on our own soil who are actually here to kill us and hunt us all, and I wish I was a cop. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the hell is happening, but I just like it, it that movement, that moment right there is a what the fuck to me because the writing of it stands out like hold on, wait, hold on, wait. Are you trying to shoehorn in a social political message in the middle of fucking deadly right. prey? Is that what's happening right here? I feel like that was his backstory and then either Mitchell was like just bored and wanted to just have fun, or they just said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that backstory. You mentioned that for that end. And I'm like, well, no, 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 no. Let's fine tune this a bit. No, don't just play every note on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> ding, dang, ding. <laughs> Ooh, God. Danger Will Robinson. Script doctor needed one more time. <laughs> oh, shit. I love uh, this. <laughs> I, I, I also need to call out the proliferation of something that was very, very uniquely 80s. And that's what I like to call the 80s action stance. You give a guy a fucking automatic weapon, first thing he does is kick his legs out wide, do a partial squat into like a horse stance, and then just, <laughs> and just rake the gun back and forth. You never see them standing up, shoulders apart, you know, legs, shoulders, shoulder width apart. No, it's always gotta be the deep squ semi-squat stance Oh, he's injured, Art. <laughs> this is even when even they're flying. Leaning over is the worst possible thing you can do to your back. Uh, yeah, but yeah. It's like, these guns are heavy. <laughs> I'm getting into stealth mode, even though I'm not even fucking out in the field yet, and I'm not even close to the cabin I'm supposed to be ambushing. Just give it a 10 minutes here. <laughs> Just oh my blow God. the gun, <laughs> then go in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Drama queen. And so that'd be cool to know. Was that the late David prior suggestion or was his brother having fun and he just said let the cameras rip <laughs> you know that damn it that's gonna be something that is lost to time i will see if ted prior's on facebook i'm gonna have to ask him like when are you next at a convention and can i have art and i have two hours of your time yeah look we just have a couple questions that's it just just a couple i tell you what i will most certainly try to find him on instagram <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to talk about the explosions and how absolutely uh, variable these grenades are? Yeah. It... <sighs> how is it that a grenade could, like, devastate an entire tent and then another grenade of the same type would just be like a poofy smoke bomb? It's very bizarre. It's definitely the go back to doing what Scorsese and Spielberg are doing, shooting war movies with your friends, making sandcastles explode to look like a, the longest day or uh, <laughs> uh, all uh, quiet on the Western front. And yeah, it is weird how the 
you would think the fucking grenade launcher on his gun would decimate more and yet yeah the grenade does more damage and yet when you see the helicopter stuff often it's exploding to the right of them and they just get right back up <laughs> it, it like you say it is crazy crazy logic and the inconsistency is what makes it stand out more i did love that yes he <laughs> It's I, like, I go to the uh, left, go to the left of the explosion. No, no, too much. Okay, just pretend to be dead and we'll cut back to you. Exactly. Didn't he, he have a machine gun that had a grenade launcher, right? And didn't he use that same gun not only to take out a helicopter, but then also attack the guys at the end? Kinda. I, I do lose track of uh, with given how many times he's knocked around and pistol whipped and then gets back up and gets them in one scoop so yeah <laughs> you can only look at this in schwarzenegger logic or john McClane that's true that is true it's, <laughs> but it's for like you say for whatever reason even though we're used to seeing this it still kind of stands out because it's done with so much love and yet pretentious i guess i don't know that's mean with too much care <laughs> too much lingering shots yeah pretentious would be a award-winning movie that put me to sleep like fuck you silence <laughs> but yeah this one is weird in that yeah it's just like they're doing everything we're used to seeing and yet it somehow feels different if that makes sense <laughs> right well i'll tell you one thing that certainly felt different to me i loved how his uh war buddy who um was part of the mercs decided to turn coat and uh join him the little booby trap he set by pulling the pin and then setting the grenade under the dude's head while he's passed out just yeah, for it what's to the go point? Off when he Just sits put up. it in that, his mouth. <laughs> that, that was, I'll tell you what, that was, that was inspired, is what that was. It was absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great example of how a grenade will blow the shit out of a tent, yet it'll only do a puff of smoke in the woods. Whatever. Look, there's so many things in this movie that are darling and delightful, but mm -hmm. we also say, what the fuck? <laughs> no. Everyone else is inspired by Indiana Jones or Mad Max in terms of fighting. This guy, I think, just watched Wally Coyote and said, I got the perfect idea. <laughs> it's like, yes. He's like, hmm, I know. What? How has he not blown up yet? Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Acme, thank you. Oh, my God. Okay, Cam, let's get, let's get to the real important question of the hour. So, how saucy would you say this movie is on a scale of 1 to 10? It's completely arbitrary, but how saucy is its subversion to you? It's a 20 out of 10. Oh my lord, you really sent <laughs> it right sauce. off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sauce with nicotine, sugar, and ketchup, and mustard, and mayo, and chipotle, baby. Every single goddamn thing you can. You know what? I I'll, I will, you know, I'm going <laughs> to agree because <laughs> it is it is the indie action film swinging dick of cinema and they made some bold choices. And you know, he ate a fucking worm. He ate a worm. He cared too much. I give him his props. That's it. Oh, my God. Cam, this has been so much fun. Before we go, I would love for you to tell everybody out there about your show and where they can find you. Please. Thank you for the moment to pimp out my show. So, Junk Up Review Show covers everything from film franchises to TV shows to music bands to filmmakers and actors to even the best and worst food brands by type. So if you want to know uh, how the certain franchise evolved over time, but from a amusing ranking to seeing uh, who makes the best and worst kind of tacos or Chinese food, yeah, we are the one who you call up. <laughs> nice. And where can we find that? You can find us all. Yeah, 
uh, JURS podcast, Jacked Up Review Show is on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, you can find us on just about every single one, Google, Anchor, Spotify, Podbean. We're there. Rock and roll. I will make sure that I put that in the show notes so you can find them. Now, just as important as finding the Jacked Up Review Show, where can you find deadly prey well right now it's available for rent or purchase on amazon prime spend that sweet hard-earned dollar 99 and you will not regret the 85 minutes of joy you will get and no uh the prime one that's currently on there is the rift tracks version so you get two for one. Oh, even better so you can watch it see how it is then you can hear a bunch of smart asses talk about how funny it is too it's definitely one of their better commentaries i feel because there were other ones where you're like okay this shit you're being just mean spirited or yeah this movie is dumb but it's not even really riff worthy it's too boring that this was like the perfect window for them they were just rocking and rolling with this one they were jamming fantastic it's been a hell of a fun time talking about deadly pray with you cam thank you art thanks for coming on i really appreciate it anything else before we go oh we we, we got to play the scream how could i forget about a little <laughs> scream We ended as the film itself ended. <laughs> this has been Deadly Prey 1987. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, stay subversive. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend and leave us a rating and a review. Visit SubversiveCinemaPodcast.com for more information and to become a patron on our Patreon. Find out about bonus materials and patron-exclusive merch. Subversive Cinema.